Hello and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And this show, of course, we're going to be discussing the first of the 60th anniversary specials, The Star Beast. Yes, Doctor Who, or new Doctor Who, is back on our televisions. Uh, well, let's find out what we thought about that a little bit later on. But, of course, there was a lot of Doctor Who content this week, wasn't there, Paul? Which um, I've watched all of, or most of, and you've seen some of it. <laughs> Yes, part of it. So, really, I think the main thing is really it's the the colorization of the Daleks. This edited down version has been colorized with a new score and new CGI effects and 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 so on and so on. So, um, now you only saw the last fifteen minutes of this, Paul. Is that is that right? Uh, yeah, fifteen twenty minutes. That was by the time I got in from work. Yeah. What, and then I what did you th- what, of... what, what, what did you think of that last fifteen minutes? Yeah, quite. I thought it was quite good. I mean, I quite enjoyed it on that. I mean, I've got no idea really of. I can't give a view on did, was it being cut down, spoil it or anything because, as, as I say, I haven't seen it all yet. So, well, I didn't think um, it. No, he didn't spoil it as such. Um, there, there were some. The editing got a bit a bit weird at points. Uh, you know, you know the bit where um, in clubs inside the Dalek. And he's trapped yeah. inside it and everything. That was edited to within an inch of its life to the point I didn't actually know what was going on. Um, right. And there was the the Tristram Carey score was there, but it was overlaid with Mark Ayres' contribution as well. But at certain points, Tristram Carey's wasn't used whatsoever. And it was all Mark Ayres stuff. And it was a really weird, weird score, which didn't fit the show whatsoever in places Um, but that bit again where it was really weirdly edited um, with with the Dalek scene with with Ian the score on that just went absolutely crazy Um, to the point it just didn't I thought what what, what is going on is this sort of like it was like climbing inside the mind of a two year old (laughs) it was just just all crazy and mad and flipping about all over the place it was just really really bizarre Um, but I, I liked it though because the Daleks is you know it's a seven part story, and I don't know about you, Paul. I've always found it to be a little bit dull in places. Yeah, I mean most of the well, it's the sacrilege of saying most most of the early stuff tended to be a bit because they was, they they had twenty they had half a year to fill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of airtime, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. That really so, was. I can yeah, I can understand that there was bits where yeah, you could edit quite easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it basically was kind of like the Peter Cushing film. I think as as I said um, um, on a previous episode, but I, th- I thought the the colorization took, for me took a bit of getting used to because it was so bright and everything was very very blue as well. I never I never envisaged the Tardis floor to be blue. For, yeah. I, I didn't expect the the tunics of the fowls to be blue either, for that matter. Um, but I don't know if, if that was, they were trying to match the colours of what it was filmed in because it was filmed in black and white. Um, so they used certain yeah, colours to bring I, I, it. I, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it was just the very sixties stylized colouring, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, maybe that's what they were going for, really, because it was everything's just that little bit sort of oversaturated, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the updated effects. Um, I quite like the montage at the end. Yes, 
as well. And it does make me think, I, I mean, I, I think RTD's gone record saying he, he would like to do more. And it'd be interesting to see what, which ones they pick, to be honest. Yeah. Imagine editing down the war games from 10 episodes down to 75 minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. You, you could just, you'd just have to just cut out a few zones, wouldn't you? You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, well, yeah, it was it was fun. If they just do it as a as a one-off, then fine. But I know it's coming out on, on Blu-ray, um, I think, next year sometime, with the, the full black and white version as well. I'm yeah. not so sure I'll go and buy this one. Um, I think, to me, it was, it was a little bit of a... A curio. It was. It was a good. It was a nice thing to do. I'm not yeah. sure if, if you know, the intention was to get new viewers on board. I'm not sure if that worked or not. I don't know. Mm, yeah, I'm. It's. It's te- well, it's well from our point of view. It's not owned at us, is it? Because we're not going to suddenly start well, watching it. Because when you say that, you remember, you remember on um, they showed all of um, sort of Doctor on, on was it Twitch. Yeah, a couple of years ago, and that went, and it's only, I'm, I'm assuming, Paul, it's only you know, uh, the youth of today uh, do things on Twitch. It's more like a gaming thing, as I understand it. I've never been on it at all, um, but that started really trending, uh, Doctor Who, didn't it? Particularly, yeah, um, sort of Ian Chesterton. What was it? The 1965 yeah. meme that was that was going around. So, yeah. so I think you know. Give people or young people some bit a bit of credit here, actually, just because it's not no, in no. colour, you yeah. know. It's no, but... I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean you giving some credit. I, I just think sort yeah. of the program makers are giving a bit of credit, you know. People but do I watch know, black and white, but I know one person who doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if if you suggest watching a black and white film, it's hmm, no, I don't really. Oh dear, oh dear, I do. So. So yeah, so there are people out there that may not watch it unless it's colourized. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's a rather expensive experience to get another ten people watching, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. um, but then, of course, after that, we had uh, an adventure in space and time afterwards as well, which I've I've got on DVD or Blu-ray rather, and I thought, well, shall I watch it? I thought, well, no, it's. It's the twenty third November. It's 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 Doctor Who's birthday. Let's watch it, and I'm glad I did because we got a nice little surprise at the end, didn't we? Yeah, I mean that 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 was the thing. There, that was the choice I had was when I got in. Was did I then? Because I recorded the Daleks in colour as to whether now do I actually watch it? Did I wait and watch it properly that night? And then I thought, oh, I'll probably end up watching Space and Time, even though I thought, yeah, you've got it on Blu-ray. So what are you? DVD, what mm, are you yeah, about? Yeah, watch it on there, and I thought, oh no, well, I'll watch that because I didn't actually want to record that because I thought there's no, I'm not actually going to bother recording it. Obviously, oh, for um, obvious reasons, yeah. Um, so I thought, well, I'll watch that because I've got the Daleks to watch. Mm. Um, yeah, no, so yeah, it's a very <laughs> nice uh, little twist at the end. Yes, it did. It, it, I thought it was really good. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Then the Matt Smith one is still there. If you if you want Matt Smith, it's all yeah. out there on Blu-ray. But and I've got it. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, precisely. And it was just a nice little little twist. And I, I begin to wonder when it comes to another anniversary, whether they do the same thing again. And it does fix the weird thing because Matt Smith filmed that on green screen at the yeah. time, and it starts off fine. But when you get another close up of him, he's actually standing in the middle of the TARDIS console. So, so they fixed it with this one. So, um, with Shooty Gatwa 
Uh, it, it, it's, they, they fixed that second that second shot. So yeah, it, it's fine. Um, I really liked it. And in some and in some ways, it's more appropriate because he's actually looking at the future. Yeah. Rather than because Matt Smith was well into his run. Well, he was he was anyway. exactly well, he, he was the incumbent so, doctor. So that yeah. to, that that was the future for you know. Hartnell at yeah. the time, wasn't it? To say another actor had taken it on. Um, mm. But yeah, so it makes perfect sense to have Shooty Gatwa there now. Yeah, it really does. Um, but of course, the other major edit to this was all references to any dialogue from an unearthly child was omitted or just not heard um, yeah. due to the the, um, the situation at the moment. It's a, it is crazy, isn't it? I like the fact that they did like they did, they did leave in the bit that has the script going and it just shows it going in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though, Paul? The, the the ironic thing was um, on Channel Five because we're recording on the the day after the Star Beast um, aired. Did you did you see the Secrets and Scandals of Doctor Who? What it was called? I did. You did. Um, it's interestingly they could show the Nerfy Child on there. Yeah. Uh, which was quite interesting. Um, so, come on, Channel 5. If, if there's a way around this, do a deal with the BBC. You can show it. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that, I, I, yeah. so, I mean, we moved away from Adventure Space and Time. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's great. I mean, we've got the full version if we want to see it. And, yeah. you know, it's um, it, it's all there for everybody. Uh, and, I, and, and that Secrets and Scandals of Doctor Who... Uh, it, it was your typical Channel 5 fluff piece, yeah. really, wasn't it? Um, did, did you notice one, one egregious mistake, though? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Ian Levine on it now, actually. I saw, I saw you tweeted. Yes. It, that, that's what you're talking about. Yes, uh, uh, when it got on to April, April Walker. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if, if anyone else who watched this at, um, at home uh, noticed this as well. When it comes to talking about April Walker being first cast as Sarah Jane Smith before Pertwee decided she was wrong for the role. Um, they showed clips of her um, on some other 70s te- television, one being for, uh, 40 Towers, which is quite, um, that's a famous episode, and also her being in The Two Ronnies. She was in The Two Ronnies, but the clip they showed was actually of another actress called Jackie Piper, who was in a couple of Carry On films. So, <laughs> how you could mistake Jackie Piper for April Walker, I don't know. That, that was crazy. That was absolutely crazy, but um, hey ho, there we are. <laughs> but I watched it I, anyway. I had no intention of actually watching it. I was going to record it and watch it at my leisure, but I just ended up watching it last night. So it was crap. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was just disappointed. I never asked Sue Pollard her her views on Doctor Who. Needs to be Channel Five <laughs> or Biggins, for that matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh God! Oh well, yeah. So there was a lot of additional content um, during this week, so uh, leading up to the yeah to the big night of the special. So, so I suppose, Paul, we we better talk about that, hadn't we? Yes. Yes. Let's let's talk about the Star Beast. Too good for us now. Evening, Doctor. That's a double-bladed dagger drive, damaged by laser fire, which means we've got two sets of visitors at war with each other. Nice to meet you. Did you get the heat readings and deceleration? Oh, I got everything. Mm. Shirley Ann Bingham, Unit Scientific Advisor number 56. Oh, I was Scientific Advisor number one. No, I know. I've read the files. I'm going to get a bonus just for meeting you. Oh, 
But why are you hiding away? We're on the same side. It's a little bit mad, Johnny. I don't know who I am anymore. So, Paul, I believe it's you to start. It is. Yes, you have the honour to, to start off these specials. Um, so what what did you think of it? I really enjoyed it, I have to say, straight mm-hmm. off the Straight off the bat, the bat yeah. It did it did feel like putting on a comfy pair of shoes again, didn't it? Yes, it did. I, I agree with you. I thoroughly enjoyed this as well. I thought it, it was a, it was a good um, hour of television, and I, I loved every minute of it. I really did. And they and they just basically straight back into the the tenants doctor vibe, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it, it didn't waste a minute, did it? Really? No. It, it was sort of straight back in, which was um, yeah. There was, there wasn't a wasted second. I felt because as soon as he the TARDIS landed. Um, well, that's, first things first, we've got the the little sort of catch up, haven't we? The pre yeah. uh, credit sequence, um, which that was a bit odd. I felt. Um, but I suppose if you if you cut remember what happened, then it was a it was a good little. It was like they didn't have the rights to show. It was was. <laughs> Is RTZ <laughs> taking the BBC to court or something? <laughs> it's yeah. It's yeah. If, they, if they'd done that, they could have done that before the Daleks in colour, couldn't they? Well, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> I'm joined by my granddaughter and two. Oh, two <laughs> yeah. I thought that was it. Just it was just a, a strange way of doing it. Sort of talk, you know. It was like fourth wall breaking, uh, yeah. wasn't it? But and I suppose it's just the fact that, that let's get this sorted first up, and then we will start the actual program. Almost. Wasn't yeah, it? that's it. That's it. Uh, which yeah, it was fine. It was over and done within a matter of you know not even a couple of minutes, was it? And that and that was it. Yeah. Done. And uh, then, then we just and it really just, just sort of got stuck straight into the story um and we've, we've literally the doctor parking the tardis right next to donna as it as it appears yeah uh so yeah it, it just sort of uh sort of took off from there actually and and obviously i think before we get on to that we had the, the, <laughs> actually it's, oh, it's one of the few things where you're you've ever seen the tenant's doctor happy was <laughs> he's walking from the tardy i know exactly the christmas market bit. i know because usually it's, it's always doom and gloomy with tenant's doctor <laughs> isn't it and uh yeah yeah you sort of quite okay sort of like here we are sort of back on earth and then it was sort of like yeah. we're back to what 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 you know <laughs> all the way through but uh no it was good it was good to see david Tennant and Catherine tate back together again yeah i i, I thought it was great um what what did you think of it? Did you how did you feel? You know, do you, do you feel they they picked up where they left off fifteen years ago? Oh, totally. I think the whole family. I mean, with the the mum as well. Mm. I think that whole relationship was was back. It was really where they could where they had characters coming back, i.e., Donna and her mum. Yeah, they just yeah everything just fitted as it was. You can imagine this episode could have been filmed as part of the block for those previous episodes. With yeah, Donna. yeah, the journey's end thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, I thought they were both both really good, and it was sort of obviously Catherine Tate taking a a few steps back with regard to the the, the character of Donna because it was sort of like this was Donna Mark One again, wasn't it? Yeah, to to a certain degree before. 
you know the, the doctor re- released the doctor donna uh, from a uh, a bit a bit later on in the episode um but no i i i agree with you actually i, I think the the whole family dynamic works really well uh but for, you know for, for you know for donna noble's family i thought it was it was it was it was really well written and well acted yeah. i thought oh, and it comes and it comes down to the fact that you've got the person who obviously as well as the original character visual actors you've got the the original writer indeed indeed so and that helps you, doesn't you, it you've not yeah you've not got somebody else coming in trying to trying to recreate somebody else's style no precisely precisely yeah i thought of it was i i must admit what what do you think of this version of tenant's doctor cuz he's still given the the you know, the old the old alon z um yeah. all the time but do you think it was a slightly dulled down 10 yeah, but I think probably yeah for purpose because he's. I mean, whether you like it or not, he's older. Yeah, and I don't just mean in the actor; I mean actually in the Doctor. There's there's a lot more has happened in his her life now. So yeah, I can and, and he just doesn't know. He, and he is in perplexed as to what is going on. Yeah, which I'm assuming we'll find out during the course of the next couple of specials. I well. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> I mean, which is actually quite good because it's you have now you do feel this is all building to something. Yeah, without it, it without that store, without that being <clears throat> to the detriment of the it, of this particular episode. Yes, I, I was going to say because it wasn't sort of shoehorned in, say, like constant references to Bad Wolf or Torchwood. No, like you had in the first and second um, series of, of Doctor when it came back in two thousand and five. So, yeah, it, it was. We know something bigger is out there, but it was. It wasn't really mentioned, was it? No, no. I mean, yeah. The only well, the 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 only things we weren't referencing this to to why did he go back to that face? But even that was only done a, two or three times mm. without it being a major stopping point. Yeah. Probably the longest point of that was when he was talking to the scientific advisor for UNIL. Yeah, I agree. Was, yeah, yeah. You know, where that came up with the, you know, he didn't know where who he was or whatever. Mm. But, yeah, that was just a quick introduction and then we was back into the... Back, back into it, yeah. ...story. Yeah. No, I don't, it, it was sort of the... I mean, for the most part, when you know, Donna finds um, the Meep, which will... Come on to shortly. Uh, I, I, it was it was almost like a back to that sort of screwball comedy style that RTD liked to do in those sort of situations. And, yeah, and I think it I think it worked because you've got you've got Catherine Tate as a a comedy actress who's who's used to doing that that kind of that kind of thing. Mm. But I think the other actors were sort of trying to play it play it that that bit straight. And I think that yeah. that combination worked. For for that scene, really, because yeah, I, I say that actually, and it, and, and, it, and it works. That's basically the chemistry between Catherine Tate and David Tennant works. Yeah, I mean, you got, I mean, Jacqueline I, transfers into it does. I also think Jacqueline King as well as, as Sylvia Noble because I think the whole thing yeah. of her trying to block Donna's view from the Doctor. Yeah, he's uh, not here. Yeah, exactly. All the meat. Oh, it's not there. You're not. You you, 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 can't, you can't see, see it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I thought, like, again... Yeah, you enter, enter the, you know, oh, did you see anything about the spaceship? No. Why would I see something but they don't exist? Yeah. So I, I, I thought she played that part really well, yeah. actually. Um, do you know what? I thought it was really good to see her back. I thought it was good to see all the, the yeah. nobles back, actually. Um, yeah. You know, including Sean as well. He didn't get much to, to do. Um, when did we see him? It was in the end of time, wasn't it? Yeah. Parts one and two. Um, so it's good to see him given something more to do this time. Yeah, and yeah, and good for I think the fact that you find that Donna's part of a loving family. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is kind of all she really wanted. End of the day, wasn't yeah. it? Despite well, it, it all, all, back, all the front, goes back you know. to 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 the to the runaway bride, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, you do feel now she's got the she's got the although she lost the knowledge. Of being with the doctor, mm. she did actually end up exactly where she wanted to be when she first met him. Yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah, it, I mean, we still don't really know why they were brought back. To, was it for this purpose of this episode? Is there more to to come? So that there's a little mystery sort of put in yeah. there as well, um, which, which I quite. But I thought the 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 sound of those seeds for me, I thought were, for for RTD were quite subtle actually. Yeah. Because usually he's quite sort of on the nose with these things, isn't he? So um, I thought it was really good. And of course, now Donna's got a um, a daughter. Yes. Um, now, obviously, I think this this is the thing that sort of certain. I don't, I don't want to really get into this at all, but I, I'll just sort of I, you know, try and talk about it. We're trying to skirt around it. Um, is the whole oh the BBC have gone completely woke because uh, Donna's daughter is trans, but I thought it was played. Re- and handled really, really well, actually, because you you, yes. you get the you're introduced. You, you you're never introdu- at any fa- you never at any fa- point for oh they've shooed this in. No, and because and because it worked as part of the story, then well, yeah, it's just another person that's in Doctor Who. Yeah, I know there's a tendency in these things where everybody is accepting of a character's situation, and. Um, what I liked about this, it was more. I thought it was a bit more grounded because when Rose and Donna are walking back from Camden Market, as, as it yeah. turns out, um, she gets abuse on the streets from from boys she goes to school with. Yes, and it's quite sad to to see that, but that's that's real life, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, and, that and is the, real life. And the thing, and the thing with Sylvia as well, saying she's still not quite sure what yeah. to say. Yeah, and that's and, people that are supportive. Yeah, uh, struggle can struggle, which I felt was was good as well. Mm. But it never, they never, they showed it, but without dwelling on it or without making it a major part of the the story. No, no, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I, I I thought it was it was really well done, and I thought Yasmin Finney was really good. Um, yeah, I've not seen her in anything else. I've, I've never watched Heartstopper. Um, which I think is the only thing she's she's sort of known for. Um, but I, th- I thought she's she was excellent in this. To be honest, I really did. Yeah, yeah, you know? totally, totally got the character. Yeah, I'm not going to say I was pleasantly um, surprised because I, I didn't know anything about her in the first place. So I'm not going to say no. I was surprised. I just I just enjoyed her performance, and that's it, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ju- you just you, you accepted <clears throat> her, didn't yeah. You? So yeah, and that's and that's it, really. And that's really what needs to be happening. Yeah, I, actually, so, I think I think what was particularly 
cruel at the end when the meep shows its true colours. Yeah. And she calls Donna a stupid woman and that weird child of yours. Yes. Um, and you could see the hurt on Rosie's face yeah. when the meep said that. And that, that, that was a... I mean, that just highlighted what a nasty bastard of a character yeah. the meep and really it was. is. And it was. It was, it, was just, it was a quick wire, basically, saying, look, this... this has no redeeming features. No, exactly, exactly. I think I think some people have um, said the only thing that they felt the, the 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 trans aspect of the story was not shoehorned in, but maybe used the wrong purposes. Where it was at the end with the binary non-binary thing. I think people are sort of saying that the only reason Rose was non-binary was was through what happened to Donna, and she's just sort of turned out. Like that way, um, I, I I don't know. I don't I I don't feel I'm necessarily qualified to make any comment on that. No. To be honest, I I I really don't. I, I don't know. It's I don't know if it's sort of like making it into kind of like a a, a superpower. I don't know if that's how people are seeing it. I I really don't know. I don't, but I, I, I'm I not I'm know. not qualified to comment on it. I really am not. No. 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 I wouldn't. Yeah. No, I don't really no. want to uh, sort of... Because yeah. if he's in the best of intentions, I could end up getting it completely wrong. So I think it's just yes. best... Yeah, I just sort of... Yeah. I just enjoyed the character yeah. and, and, and that's it, really. Um, so, obviously, let's talk about the, the other... They say, they say the elephant in the room, Paul. They mentioned Wilf. Yes. But we didn't see him. No. How disappointed were no. you? <laughs> um, to, to be honest, um, it wasn't until... They start doing the conversation where they set this. Oh, he's no longer with us, and the yeah. doctor goes, "Oh, yeah, he was old and whatever." Yeah, and thinks they're saying he's dead, and they say, "No, he's in a care." It's only then that I actually remembered that this was shot before Bernard Cribbins died. Mm. I thought they was gonna give a nice, polite tribute to Wilf and Bernard Cribbins' character, you know, characterization yeah. there. Yeah, a bit almost like with the. When Nicholas Courtney died, yeah, and they had the doctor ringing the ringing home, the, there the care home, to yeah, be told that he he just passed away, yeah. You know, you sort of that, that's almost where I thought this was going because I had actually forgotten. But well, I, I, well, at the end when he said let's let's go and see Wilf, yeah, and I thought great, we're going to see Cribbins, and no, it didn't happen. So, um, and we know he's filmed stuff because it was in all the papers, and when he died. Yeah. They said, you know, Doctor was the last thing he filmed. So, we, you know, it's out. If everyone says, oh, you spoiled it for me. But it's been out there for, for months yeah. now, actually. It's it reported in all the, on television, yeah. and in the national newspapers and God knows what. So it's public knowledge. Um, so, so the question now is actually, was he filming stuff that's going to appear in the, one of the other two specials? Or have they had to edit out his, because his performance, whatever he was doing in the specials, Obviously, if he didn't actually finish it before he died, has left them with a dead end. And well, so they've had to go back and redo it differently. Well, I I know that the third um, special is set on Earth again. Yeah. So I'm assuming that he's going to be in that. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'd just be nice because I'd like. I hope they don't cut it out because it'd just be a nice tribute to him. It's the last thing he did. Most yeah. people know him now from doing Doctor Who, and Wilf was a fantastic character. 
Yeah. And plus, it's Bernard Cribbins, for God's sake. So, um, yeah. yeah. I hope they do do something. I mean, I either do. that or I, I, if they don't, then at least I hope they can sort of give us a, a little bit of it, of, of what was shot in one of the Unleashed or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Called Which now. I haven't watched yet, actually. So No. Um, yeah, so... Obviously, the other thing, the big thing is Beep the Meep, uh, which I thought was a fantastically well-realised character. Yes. Uh, I thought Miriam Margulies was fantastic in it. Yes. I really did. Oh, are you familiar with the Star Beast comic strip? or the Because the, there's, there's the big finish version of that as well, isn't there? Yeah, not massively. No. Nah, I know um, of, of it, but not having read it. Not, not, that, I can ter- not that I could turn around and compare... Compare them, no, no. Yeah. Um, well, I, I thought for one moment they were going to do away with the uh, the beep as being a homicidal maniac, uh, and I'm glad that they didn't. They kept that bit in. They kept the uh, the, the the wraith warriors as well, which were both were more or less comic book accurate uh, to to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, I, I in in some ways, unfortunately, I know enough. I know the twist to spoil. Yeah. The yeah the reveal. Yeah. Same here. And I but, hope. And you wonder, you know, how that... I'd like to know how that was... How people that didn't know anything about... Yeah, how shocked they this. were about the meat yeah, being how a... Yeah, how that went. Yeah, you know, being a, 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 a nut of bastard, basically. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I like so Miriam Margulies. Yeah, I know yeah, how children will react to that. He's this little cute, cuddly thing. All of a sudden, he's got sharp teeth and, and just killed two people and talks about eating yeah. um, our heroes. Yeah. So, um yeah, I I thought it was it was very well realised, and I like the way Miriam Margulies flipped between the two sides of the character without overdoing yeah. it, really. So yeah. yeah, I I thought she was great. I really did. I really did. I thought it was it was it was really good fun, really was. And I suppose the other thing as well, Paul, is just how good this looked. Yeah, you can see some money's been poured into this now, can't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, but there, there was. Hopefully, that was always going to happen. Once they'd, there had to be some advantage to. Oh God! Up with yeah. Disney. Yeah. Didn't there? So I, mean, I know. You know, special effects don't always make a good film or TV show because it's usually just sort of papering over the cracks a lot of the time. Mm. But I, I always felt like BB. The BBC never really gave Doctor Who its fair due when it came to budget. Even when no. it came back in 2005, they were still on a very, very tight budget. Um, yeah. And obviously they haven't got millions to spend, but they've they've got a few million more, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, we, we've always been... We've always been... Well, t- to be honest, the when we grew up and was watching it, obviously we never... The effects was never a problem to us because we had nothing to compare it to. No, exactly. Really, yeah, then. Totally agree. It's probably only when Star Wars come along that people could compare. But then you you accepted that this was a TV program. Yeah. And to a certain extent, what's happened, of course, in, in, over the last few years, is the 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 level between TV and film is, and what is possible and what effects and the look of something, the grandeur of something. That's mm. totally. Uh, well, it's blurred, isn't it? Kind really? line, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lines are now blurred. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I just thought it just looked really, really nice to look at, and the bit where you got the the was it the blade drive plummets in, into the earth and it starts cracking open. Um, 
if you compare that to uh, the episode where, where in the first season they land in Cardiff and the uh, that yeah. uh, the, the that I can't remember the name actually that Badlands character that's yeah. the Savine character when she activates her surfboard thing and and Cardiff starts to crack up. You compare that scene to what we saw last night. You can see how much a how far the effects have come on, and b just how much more money they had to spend on that effect because you had like lava and you could see it all crumbling away. And then, but back in that that particular episode, it was, it was bad. What episode was it? Bad Wolf was it the, one, the episode? I can't remember what it was called now. But um, yeah, you just saw a few black lines cracking on the pavement. So you could obviously see that you can contrast and compare between the two. And and also when okay you had a like a bit of a a reset button at the end when the when the the drive come out out of the ground but you could still see the the everything sort of all the cracks in the earth went back together again but you could still it, it see did, the damage it, couldn't it, you it did go a bit Superman one there it like. did it did um, <laughs> that was uh, the only thing I'd say on that was just I know the, the um, that, and actually that actually was a plot story, well actually we we sort of skipped to the skipped to the end it's nice to see unit. Um, before we get, get, go on to the end, actually, uh, we've now got a new member of Unit as well in the shape of Shirley Bingham. And that was Unit Scientific Advisor number 56. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, wasn't given a lot to do. She had a bit of a hero moment. I'm, I'm assuming we'll see more of her um, because we've got, um, as we know, the, the TARDIS interior is now wheelchair user friendly. Yes. So I'm assuming she's going to get into the TARDIS at some point. Mm. So, but so it wasn't given a great deal to do. But I thought she was okay actually, because isn't she used in Big Finish, Ruth Madeley? Isn't she with the Sith Doctor on Big Finish now? Um, I'm not sure actually. Yeah, yeah I, think so. I think so. Yeah, I, I haven't. Well, we, listeners out there know what we're like with yeah. Big Finish, so we're not exactly up to yeah. date on it, are we? But uh, no. yeah, so I thought she had some. Um, yeah, she she was perfectly good. She had that nice scene with the Doctor. We basically sort of turn about Donna. Uh, and everything, so I thought that was good, and also sort of letting knowing enough to let the doctor go off and do his own thing. Yeah, which I thought was really good. Actually, I thought she sort of like sort of distracted the soldiers whilst um, she let the doctor stay in the shadows, which I thought was a, a nice little character moment. I felt. Yeah, but, uh, and I actually quite like the. I don't know why why I did, but I actually did quite like the fact of the doctor jumping on the back of the truck. Yeah, crossing his legs, sitting. There. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very ten thing to do, actually, wasn't it? But uh, this is, or fourteen. My transports going. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, now, obviously, the the ending, the the resolution of the Doctor Donna. Did did you think did that work for you? Because I thought it was almost like a retread of Journey's End. Um, it. I suspect the, the the thing is actually it's the only way probably unless you're going to kill off Donna it's the only way you're really going to give a, a a reasonable resolution to it isn't it It is it's it's almost sort of like it, it backed yourself into a bit of a corner with with yeah. that I mean, one I thought, I thought 15 it was quite, years ago quite clever in the fact that of saying that yeah it was too much for one person mm. but because she'd had a child that had spread the the load so to speak yeah yeah but even even the way the scene played out at the end it was exactly like journey's end where nobody knew that donna you know the tunnel thing had activated within her and next yeah. thing you know the darts are spinning around then you, then you see she's operating the controls um yeah. on that panel and it it was almost done exactly the same because all of a sudden 
you know, those soldiers weren't possessed anymore. And then you've got Rose standing there flipping a few switches. Then, then like in Journey's End, you get the little flashback to how it all kicks in for her. How, yeah. how, how, how she gained that knowledge. So, yeah, I think if that's the only sort of thing I'll sort of, sort of criticise to a certain degree, yeah. it, it's that, if I'm honest. But... Yeah, I, I, it's a I did thing. like the fact though. The minute she got all her memories back, the first thing she did was moan about the fact that she'd given away the lottery. Oh, give away the lottery money, I know. <laughs> because it was some sort of it was the, it was the the only bit of the subconscious that could come out was was to was to help people. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. So, yeah, I did no, like that. that. Did. I did like that. It was funny. That was funny. Um, yes, I mean overall, I think it, it was a quite a, a slight plot but it was just fun that you just went along with the ride yeah really really I mean, did this, this yeah i mean on the basis that it is the first of three you probably didn't need it to be too heavy too quickly no and you had to re-establish well you had to, you had to find the answer to how donna can know the doctor and you had to sort of re-establish the chemistry and Put it, it put it in its place, so to speak. Yes, indeed, indeed. So to have a too complicated, you couldn't have had a too complicated story because you'd have just never something would have got something would have would have lost out mm. in that. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Yeah, I agree with you. I do. We're we're agreeing again, Paul. <laughs> but it had enough story for you not to really have to have spent time watching back through the the previous. Doctor and Donna stories to know where you were. No, exactly. You, just... you could enjoy this. You could enjoy this. The story was enjoyable in itself. It was. It was. Yeah, you just jumped straight into it and you just got swept along with it. And I'm, yeah. I'm perfectly happy to to do that. I like it when shows do that. You, you just forget about anything. You just go right. That's it. I'm here to enjoy myself, and and that's it. Yeah. You know, really yeah. good. Um, now obviously, I think the one thing I think lots of people looking forward to in this was uh, the new TARDIS interior. Yes. It's a thing of beauty, Paul. It is. It, it is, isn't totally. it? Isn't it? Good God. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for since 2005, I feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, How the... to do a modern old TARDIS. Yes. Completely. I know they seem to have made a thing that the TARDIS the, the must now offer some form of beverage. Um <laughs> We've had sort of you know the custard cream dispenser last time. Now we've got a, a coffee machine in there, yeah. um, which really just sort of moved the plot along for the next special, didn't it? <laughs> to be honest with you, but it, it looked absolutely fantastic, and I loved the fact that the fourteenth Doctor didn't know it was there, so yeah. he just run round the TARDIS, taking it all in as we did, actually. Yeah, you know, uh, which I thought was really really good. Excellent, and um, it's multi-level, and it, it just looked fun. It, you know, it's a nice white again, and it, it changed all the colours. You had round things on the walls, and um, the, the console's a mixture of old and new. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, and the, what do they do it with was, it? Yeah. Oh, they blow it up. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing of the um, of just not the dark brooding Tardis we've had, we've had. For a while now. Yeah, yeah. This this was something bright and shiny again, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I, re- I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, and of course, we've got new opening titles as well with the with the new theme music. Yes. Um, the titles are quite light, actually. It's sort of um, how can I put it? It sort of 
harks back to to the originals. Also, from it's a mixture sort of like the the, the classic series two thousand and five onwards, and I thought it was a little bit Star Trekky as well in places where you saw the Tardis zooming through gas clouds and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I liked it. I I thought it was really good. I don't know if you if you noticed somebody picked up on this. It's um, our friends at the Tin Dog Podcast uh, picked up on this. They said, "Did you notice the heavy breathing in the um, in the the music?" Now, of course, I've only heard it at that uh, that concert from a few yeah. weeks ago, and there is this there's this weird sort of heavy breathing that goes over the the beat. Of the theme music, and it's a little. Yeah. I, now I know it's there. It's a little bit off-putting. <laughs> Over the end credits, you, yeah, you are quite. Hmm. What is what? What is, is, that? What is that? Yeah, exactly. Is, is that actually voice, or is that actually an instrument that I? <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming. Don't know. I'm assuming it's voice. I I, I don't know. It, it, it well, for for, for for Tin Dog Podcast, it evoked a certain a TV personnel of the 1970s who should remain nameless. I, I think you know who I'm talking about, Paul. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, he did sort of like, oh yeah, that's a little bit like him. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get used to it. Just sort of, but oh, okay, that's that's a bit, that's a bit strange. That's very very strange. But uh... I mean, it could have been that they just recorded David Tennant after he'd run around. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. Now that's canon, Paul. <laughs> that is now canon. Um, well, obviously, this this what we thought of the Star Beast. What did our listeners think? So, let's have a little bit of feedback. So, we put the call out across all of our social media platforms. Um, obviously, that's our Facebook group, our usual Twitter account. And we're also now on Mastodon, Blue Sky and Threads as well. So, uh, we got a few responses back. So, thank everybody who did write back to us. And um, it's mainly been positive, I have to say, but we've had a couple of, um, well, say, people that didn't quite enjoy it quite so much. So we'll start off with the, the one person who really didn't enjoy it, and that was Jeff Waddle um, from, this is on our Facebook group. Uh, hi, Jeff. He says, if you like Tenant, Tate and RTD the first time around, you'd like this. I didn't the first time around, but unfortunately, I didn't like this either. I was bored halfway through, as engaging as genital waltz. Um, thanks for that, Jeff. You know, don't hold back. You know, tell us what tell us what you really think. Thank you. Uh, next up, we have Steve Powell. And Steve was in sort of in two minds about this one. He says, "Well, it was okay. I was never a fan of the ten dollar dynamic the first time around, and this was more of the same. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty to like. The show has never looked better on the screen. The Disney pennies are very apparent." David Tennant is as great as usual and thankfully given us a dulled down performance in the role. The new TARDIS interior is a work of beauty. But the story was a tad on the thin side and every emotion stroke plot beat signalled by Murray Gull's terrible sledgehammer music. Blimey, the closing credit music in particular is ghastly. Still, I basically enjoyed it and as we old timers often say, even below par who is still worth seeing. 7 out of 10. Thank you very much, Steve. Now, we also have a comment from Andy Nunny, and Andy says, It was fun. The relationship is back. Donald's mum is, is as protective as ever, but does trust the Doctor. Adding Rose version 2 brings a new element to the mix. Perhaps a bit too cartoon-like with the two protagonists, but it worked. 
will we find out any clues as to why this face? Well, I'm quite sure that's going to be addressed. I think it has to, really. Uh, next up, we have John Michael Lindsay. Mike, John Michael says, I was in two minds initially. I personally believe the background could have been explained within the story itself rather than the director audience previously on Doctor Who, but I'm glad this was all done before the start. I knew what was coming from the story because of the big finish story, so it came as no surprise, but it was very enjoyable. David Tennant slipped back into sand shoes with ease, as has Catherine Tate. The scene referenced in the legend Bernard Cribbins was beautifully done. Rose worked eventually, and having watched DW Unleashed afterwards, which I still haven't seen yet, um, I get why RTD did it. Beautiful new Tarlis with a nod to the classic. I look forward to seeing what comes next week. Well, aren't we all, John Michael? Aren't we all? Thank you very much for writing in. Next, we have Russ Hilton. Russ says, What a brilliant start to the Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials. David Tennant and Catherine Tate at their absolute best. A superb story, stroke adaptation, and Doctor Who has never looked so good. The Doctor is back, and it's about time. Nice call back to the TV movie there, Russ. Thank you very much. Next up, we have Abby Peck. Abby says, It was cute. I'm anxiously awaiting Neil Patrick Harris. I think they will blow it all out of the water. I think so as well, Abby. I think his character is going to change Doctor Who forever. Okay, so next up we have Dean Hill. Dean says, Thallery enjoyed that. And a thumbs up emoji. Cheers, Dean. And next we have Alan T. Butcher. And Alan comes back with, with his usual, jolly good. Thank you very much, Alan. Uh, next up we have Ian Key. Only watched once so far, but I bloody loved it. Imagine being a 10-year-old and reading The Star Beast, then being told one day it'll be made into a TV series. Loved Evil Meep, loved the solution to the Donna problem, loved the new TARDIS interior. Sure, there'll be people moaning about the woke agenda, but Sodom. Was going to put something stronger, but didn't know if Scott would be reading this. Uh, thank you, Ian, for erring on the side of caution. Anyway, he continues. The show has always reflected the times we're living in and should continue to do so. If people don't like or accept that, then they can always go and watch their DVDs. Welcome back, RTD, Tennant and Tate. Thank you very, very much, Ian. Lovely stuff. Right, now we move on to our Twitter, or X feedback, we want to call it. And first up, we have Mick Minus, and he says, simply amazing. Succinct and to the point there. Thank you, Mick. Next, we have Jay Kelly. And Jay says, great episode. The visuals were stunning, like a theatrical movie. We will definitely see Beep the Meep again. I I think we might do as well, if it's too good a character to, uh, to chuck away, actually. So, yes, I agree. Uh, next up, we have... Who News, and Who News say Fallery enjoyed it, and the best Who for many years. Though when the Meep started ranting, I did think, crack open the good biscuits. Now, if you don't know what that means, it's this. And Colin, the good biscuits. Yes, that's the Freeview TV advert uh, that's shown in the UK uh, with an alien who prefer to watch what's on the television rather than invade the Earth. So there you go. Uh, next up, we have Darren, who's at eyes in that sky um he says eight after ten wooden acting from ruth madeley bit of man hating i'm not quite sure what that was but okay uh, but hey ho although still better than the entire last era thank you very much darren next we have some feedback via mastodon and this one is from tardis guide 
and they say, I thought it was absolutely brilliant, just what the first special needed to be. It cleverly fixed the issue with Donna while reintroducing everything and setting up the rest of the specials. It was goofy and fun, hopefully leaving some space for terror and heartache for the next two specials. The Sonic and TARDIS are better than ever, even if the psychic paper needs to catch up. And Doctor Who says trans rights in a big way. I absolutely love it. This is Disney and the BBC. Never thought I'd see that, to be honest. Well, me neither. I don't think anyone saw the BBC and Disney doing, well, join up with anything, really, let alone Doctor Who. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, strange days indeed. Next, we go to Threads, and we've got some feedback from Mark Tyler Romero. And Mark says, it was fantastic. I probably liked or was okay with the children era more than most, but this felt just right. The writing was like an old friend returning and picking up where we left off. And the Dr. Donner chemistry was perfect. Looking forward to the next episode. Thank you very much, Mark. So thanks very much, everybody, for writing in to us. We really do appreciate all your feedback each time we ask for it. And, of course, we'll be asking for feedback across the next two specials and the new series uh, when it starts next year. So it's back to Paul and, uh, well, me. So, Paul, do you think we've got anything else to to add to the, for this week? No, I don't think so. I think we're we're nicely past the point of wor- well, I am now past the point of worrying that it's not gonna. I'm not gonna enjoy. <laughs> there's something I'm not gonna enjoy. It's, so. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I thought it was great, and it's as I say, yeah. Doctor Who is back, and it's it's back where it belongs on a Saturday night, and yeah, I'm I'm very happy, Paul. <laughs> yes. I'm very happy. So, um, next week then. So, we'll be uh, obviously reviewing World Blue Yonder. Uh, we might be a little bit later uh, with our uh, with our review next week because of uh, real life stuff. Uh, for, for Paul, it's football. It's for me, I'm going to a panto. So... <laughs> So, um, so we might be sort of like how we'd both be shouting. He's behind you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So we might we might be a little bit later. Uh, we we will be later uh, with that one a, a day or so later with our review. Um, but um, yeah, I, I dare say I was actually waiting with bated breath for our review anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everyone could wait just a little bit longer. So um, until next week, then. It is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. You can download this podcast from iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and through your podcatcher of choice. If you would care to leave us some feedback on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. You can also find us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast, on the Who's He Podcast Facebook group, and through our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk.